I, um, it, it's funny. I, um, I, do you, do you ever kind of, um, swap out like who you can relate to in the Bible? You know what I mean? And, uh, it's like, you know, and I, and I know we all kind of go through this. I'm like, I wonder who I am in the Bible. And there's no doubt about it that my life is just a complete portrayal of Peter, you know, where the guy's always walking right into the mud all the time. You know, it's just like, and it's like most of the time you're like, you know, I even know that the mud puddle's right there, and but I still walk in it, you know, and um, and it's like we do these things, and and yet God used this man powerfully, you know, and uh, so you know these things that uh, <laughs> that we do and that we're going through. Um, I got a ton of notes here. It's funny. I, I called uh, Dan last week. Just to give you an example, oh, no, I called him last night, late last night. I go, Dan. I go, did you um, what did you teach on last week? He goes, Luke twenty four, you know, which is you know, you know, the resurrection, you know, and uh, and the time when they, uh, you know, I go, did you teach all of it? He goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's probably wondering like, oh, this is going to be really good, you know, and uh, but I was, but that just goes to show you, you know what I mean, and uh, but I I, I like to to rehash things, you know, it's kind of like we, 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 we picture like certain times of the year, you read certain scripture, you know, I'm like Christmas, you'll do the resurrection. I mean, uh, Easter, uh, the resurrection, you'll do all that. And you'll go into Luke 24 and other pieces of scripture about the stone being rolled away and everybody running to the, uh, to the tomb and the road to Emmaus. Okay. And then Christmas you do, the birth, and, you know, you do, so you kind of hit those times at certain times of the year, and I'm thinking, well, we don't have to, you know, we can kind of keep going to certain things. I like to, you know, it's like certain times of the year, like Easter, what do you, you know, you have ham, you know, you equate ham to Easter, Christmas, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving, you get turkey, you know, you know, you get, you know, St. Patty's Day, you get what, corned beef. You know, and potatoes and whatever else they serve. You know, like, okay, so you get certain things, certain times of the year. You want to kind of mix it up a little bit. You know, you go to birthday parties, you get EGs, three-foot sandwiches, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? You do certain things, certain times of the year, and it seems like you read certain scripture, certain time of the year. But these scriptures that we went over last week, that was my point with, with Dan. He's probably still wondering, like, oh, man. What was he talking about? Of course I did not know that, you know? We can kind of mix it up, you know? And the beautiful thing is, is, you know, that's what I want to do to, today's test. And they're like, man, you know, well, let's let's get the skis out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this guy's doing it. He's walking. This is the same Peter that Jesus took up there with James and John to the mountain transfiguration. These huge moments. And Jesus, I mean, and, and, and Peter goes crazy sometimes. Mountain Transfiguration, he starts talking up a storm. And I'm like, I can relate to this guy again, you know? And uh, so so that's why I wanted to um, kind of go take that fast forward and go into that scripture that we went over last week, you know, because it is Peter himself said that it is good for us to refresh ourselves daily. It is good for you to go into scripture 
of wherever and to refresh yourself and the knowledge of Christ and the love that he has for us, regardless of the things that you've done during the day. You know, it seems like, you know, me, I'll put myself, we don't just fall. I, I, I like roll in the dirt. You know what I mean? I mean, falling and tripping isn't good enough. I'll roll in the dirt. You know what I mean? And, um, and I do these things, and yet God, I was talking to Jim in the back here, and yet he calls us his friends. Jesus called us his friends. Friends, what do they do? Friends hang out together. Friends encourage each other, don't they? Friends, what do we do? We watch each other get down. We watch each other hurt. We watch each other struggle. And this is what friends did, and this is what Jesus did with, um, with these men. Um, you know, he, Peter doubted. He really did. I mean, how about the road to Emmaus? Two of the disciples, who two of them, what were they doing? They were heading out of town. Here's the disciples. Here's everybody after all what's going on after the resurrection and everything. What do they do? They're walking the other direction. They're going the wrong way. All your family's back here, okay? All your people are here, and they're going that way. The first disbelievers were the disciples. These guys are like, ah, oh. and Jesus was walking with them. They didn't even recognize him. I say this, and this always seems like it's always one of my, my messages that I say to people, and I say this to myself is God is always there with you. He will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. All he wants is your heart. He knew Peter's heart, and yet Pete kept blowing it, okay? But he was used so powerfully. But it's amazing. These guys are walking away, literally walking away. And Jesus, he goes in, and he gets them. You know what I mean? He does. He meets them on the trail. Um, back then, they had problems. Back then, they had a, a crazy Roman government. Back then, they had financial problems. Back then, they had persecution. Now, we have the same stuff. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day. You know, you've got all this stuff about digital currency, and you've got the our president's getting ready to sign us over to the WHO, the World Health Organization, and the UN, and you're like, oh, great. You're like, well, what do we do now? We're all going through this together. And we're all has the same questions together. As it was then, it is the same as it is right now. It doesn't make any difference. God wants to give us wisdom as we navigate through this craziness out there. And yet at the same time, too, like we'll, we'll, we'll read here in a little bit about how God can teach us to do two things at the same time. Okay? He taught Peter how to fish properly and the teaching at the same time. You can do both. You can, you can be in the midst of a storm out there like Peter was. And at the same time, too, you can hear God's word to be effective. In this world, this is where that's where God's word is sharper than any double-edged sword. A a combative sword is sharpened on both sides, so it's cutting this way and it's cutting, it's coming back 
So you can be effective both ways at the same time. I say this to you because, and I, and I know that people laugh and all that about how I've walked through the mud and all that. I'm not kidding. Okay? Look at, I go through these things on a daily basis just like we all do. Our minds take off. We worry. We go through these things and all that. And the Lord says, you know, you keep your eyes fixed on me because we are in the midst of going through some crazy storms in our country and in the world. So we need this. It's almost like you, you, I'm sure a lot of you have read that, uh, um, Warn that WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. It's almost like they should come out with like a, what would Jesus not do? WWJND, you know what I mean? You know, because there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, you just got to kind of stay away from these things, you know. Um, I want to read a piece of scripture. Luke 18. And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One's a Pharisee, and the other's a tax collector. Both these dudes are hated dudes, okay? All right. Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. See, he's standing there all about him. He says, God, I thank you that I'm not like this other guy. That I'm not like this other guy. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. So he's looking, I'm sure this Pharisee's up there looking around, you know, so you know what, looking almighty and all that, so I'm not like this dude, you know what I mean? Okay, so I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess. More. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I like that. Now, this is what I'm talking about as far as the heart. You got the Pharisee out there. With them and him and these guys, it's like a gang of bandits, these guys, okay? It's always about a show. They got all the money. They look great and all that. And he's out there putting on a show, praying openly. He's probably looking around, getting the approval of everybody, saying, at least I'm not like this guy over here. Okay? Well, this guy over here that he's talking about is tax collector. They are two-faced, and they are, they've sold their own people out. And we know that. Kind of like the IRS these days, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know. But he had a hurting, repentant heart. He knew that he jacked people. He knew that. He walked through that mud. But he knew, and God really was touching his heart, and he had a changed heart. He had that humble heart that we as men and women need to recognize. And uh, so, and these people, and people are watching, but he was praying to himself. It did nothing. You know, so there's the two hearts. Today's message is, folks, that was warm-ups. Huh. Huh. Not bad, huh? Yeah. It's coming outside of our comfort zone. You know what I mean? We all have that comfort zone, don't we, in our lives? Every single one of us. And um, I played a lot of baseball, and, um, and a lot of us here played sports and all that, but 
you get that little comfort zone in there, you know what I mean? And uh, that strike zone. And uh, I've had, I had a coach one time, best coach I ever had. He's like, look, it's not what you can hit in that zone. It's what you can go out and get and make a good, clean hit <laughs> in those spots that that pitcher's making boo-boos. You know what I mean? You go out of your comfort zone, you're going to be effective. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I learned. I learned real quick. Some guys I played with, man, they were awesome. They hit some of the best hits they ever got with, like, Man, they're, they're out there swinging, thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's going for butterflies. You know what I mean? <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew just how to go after. They, they went out of their comfort zone, in that zone, and they went at it. And they were effective. And that's what God does in our lives. He pulls us out of these zones that we get into. And he's like, now, now I'm going to show you how to be effective. Out of where I remember the first time I went down to the Gospel Rescue Mission. This was years ago. I was invited to go down there, and I was just going to play with two guys. They were both pastors, okay? And this was down there in the hood, down on 28th and 6th Avenue and all that. I mean, flies were everywhere. Anyway, we're getting ready to go in. <laughs> That's true. Dudes are everywhere. It's hot in there. Got the fans going, you know, I'm like, and I loved it in there. <laughs> Right before we go in, and I just met these guys, the one guy looks at me, he goes, hey, you want to teach? And I'm like, I go, I will. I will, you know. So I went in, and I taught. And I, I mean, literally, I had to open up. I'm like, okay, God, where do you want me to teach, you know? And, it, and, and we played, and then I taught. And then after it was over with, you know, we shook hands, we prayed, like, that was awesome, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not so much teaching, but just the time there and all. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. I never see the dogs. I never saw the guys again. Ever. Never heard of them again. You ever get feel? You know, like you, like I just got set up by God. He just kind of tugged me along. God doesn't say nothing. Doesn't give you his heads up. Otherwise, we run. Like I ain't doing that. You know. And I'm still there. And I'm still, you know. And I, but these things. I always, God reminds me, he's like, you know what? See, I've showed you. I get you out of your comfort zone. That was never on my heart to go down there. I never had the love for the homeless. Okay? That wasn't me, you know? So, um, but I, 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 I did, and I'm still there. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's read here a little bit. just want to kind of throw that out there. All right, one day... One day, I'm going to read off of here since uh, we have different versions, which is cool. So it was, as the multitude pressed around him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, which is Peter. And he asked him, said, Put out, push out a little bit from the land. And he sat down and he talked to the multitudes of the boat. We can stop right there. So you got the crowds. Jesus attracted the crowds. When Jesus goes, there's always a crowd. I don't care if you're going to get the believers, you're going to get the critics. People are like, oh, I don't know about this, but I'm going to go because, man, everywhere this guy goes, he's got food. You know what I mean? He's always giving away food. 
in a lot. He's healing, so it's always kind of like, they're like, huh, this is interesting, you know? So you got the people. Remember, they're on the edge of the shore right there. And the Lord says, push off a little bit. Let's get you out of your comfort zone here. You know what I mean? So these guys have been fishing, you know? So he, and they're washing their nets. They're always cleaning their nets. That's because these guys are always cleaning out debris. You know, they're cleaning out. They're getting ripped, the stuff and all that. Getting weeds out, the damage. The getaways. The fish got away a lot of them because they're always getting damaged, the nets. So Peter, that's the way they fished. That's what happened. Now, on God's terms, eventually, there is no breaking nets. There is no debris. Eventually, what we're going to read here is about the catch was so full that they had to bring in other boats. Okay? On God's terms, you don't get the gotaways. You don't get the debris. You don't get the snags. On Pete's terms, they're always fishing and they're mending the nets and, 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 and just you get a little bit here and there and all that. So, but, um, but remember... Let's fast forward. Same dude that doubted on the resurrection. Okay? Now let's throw back in reverse. Let's come back here. Remember, this is the beginning of the ministry. Folks, these are the second calling when Jesus called them. This is the second time. Okay? You're thinking, whoa. Well, they left their nest. Well, no, no, no. This is the second time amongst more. Remember, Peter continually... He get frustrated. He's like, this is stupid. I look crazy out there. He goes, you know what? This is not working. I'm going back to fishing. <laughs> and what happened? All the dudes followed him because he was the leader. Yeah. They're like, I'm going back to fishing. This is crazy. This is the second calling. This is Jesus. This is God. You know? So, you know, they're fishing. And, um, you know, I mean, what a Bible study. Can you imagine that? What a Bible study that is. Jesus, you know? It's like, wouldn't it be great? Head out of here and go, you know, I'm going to Sabino Canyon. It's kind of flood time right now. I'm going to go watch Jesus teach off the rocks. You know what I mean? That'd be really cool. Thinking, man, that'd be, that'd be exciting, you know? But so, and, 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 and fast forward again to the Pentecost. Here's Pete again. Doubting, doubting, and then all of a sudden the Pentecost, 3,000 people come to Christ, okay? God's terms. Remember when the fishing got good? It was on God's terms. When you go back to your old ways, it's on our terms. So 3,000 people. So he pushed off from the shore. That's our comfort zone. And, um, <clears throat> and Jesus taught. Can you imagine how that was? Okay. More rather. So when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, <laughs> Now he's messing with me, I know, yeah. That's probably Dan online doing that because of that picture, you know. So when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, he said, Launch out into the deep and let your nets in for a catch. Go ahead. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, 
I will let down the net. So Pete, he recognized something great there. You know what I mean? He's like master. You know what I mean? Like, okay. All right, we've been fishing all night. Now, these are pro fishermen, which I could never be. I mean, I, we're not that kind of fishermen. You ever go, the only time I've ever been around, like we go to Rocky Point or whatever, I watch these guys out there fishing. I'm like, man, it stinks. The, 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 the nets and all that. I'm like, I cannot do something like that and all. But you know what? Even through all the stink and all that, but, um, but he's saying, look, we've been fishing all night. I know how to do this. I know how to fish. Jesus, I know. So Jesus, um, he's, he's like, you know what? Let's, let's. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. So he gets Pete out of his comfort zone. The people, he gets them out of their comfort zone. He's out there teaching. And he says, let's go a little deeper. Let's take this into some deep territory, Pete. And the people are watching this. And what happens? Fast forward, just like he doubted at the tomb. Take a reverse to now. He doubted Jesus. Like, ah, we got this. He's like, you know what? Just go ahead. So what did they do? They didn't throw their nets. They dropped them. Yeah, we don't have to forcefully give out that word and just get right in everybody's face and all that and just, just be a crazy man. You know what? You let God do the dirty work with his word. He puts his word above his name. So they just literally, he says, just drop your nuts. You don't have to do nothing crazy. Just drop it. And what happened? They catch a record catch. Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And this is such a, um, you know, this is such an easy piece of scripture, really. That's why I just want to do the correlation between Peter and how he was then of doubting and non-believing and, and just struggling and how it was at the tomb three years later, still doubting and still questioning. You know what I mean? And yet, how God can use him so powerfully. So, um, we, many times in our lives, on a daily basis, and I throw myself out there, that we can get this tug and pull. And God's like, settle down, Jim. Settle down. I, I say this because my wife and I will have questions like, well, what do we do about this? You know, these financial times that we see coming up and all that. And you, know, you want to be prepared and all that. I'm like, you know, we have, we have a, you know what? And I say, you know what? Let's, just, let's be praying about this, you know what I mean? And God will bring the peace into our hearts because we're all in different categories. We're all in different spots, but we have the same common denominator, which is Christ. And he helps us through these times. Um, so, so what happened was they caught this record catch, and then they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Not bad, huh? I'm sure you guys have seen that movie, The Chosen. Yeah. You know, and and and, 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 and all of a sudden it's like the boat just kind of like you know, they they throw it out there and it's early in the morning, you know, and they're like you know, and then all of a sudden it's like the boat wants to tip over, you know, and how God can use these miracles 
in, in our lives and other people are watching. There's other boats out there. There's other people that are kind of floating around your life and they come in and they help out, just like here. So when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Remember that tax collector? He didn't even feel worthy. He didn't even feel worthy. So you put these two guys together, this effective man for God, Peter, and his tax collector, they had the same hearts. Like, Lord, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. In the midst of all these things, nothing has the power over a humble heart. Nothing. As men, I say this to men, I always use this as men, that we would have humble hearts because God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble. This is when we receive God's grace. Bingo. With this man right here, Peter. He's like, I doubted. God told me, he says, you don't even have to try hard. I'll take care of the tough stuff. You just throw it out there a little bit, Pete. You throw it down. Just like the tax collector. Didn't do anything. He just had the right heart. And that's all God's asking. And with that, it's amazing, you know. Look at Zacchaeus. Remember that little dude that was, uh, had to, had to climb up the, the, what was it, a sycamore tree? And uh, like, there's like, you know, and I, once I Googled a sycamore tree, like, well, there's no branches until you get like up to a certain height on a sycamore tree <clears throat> from what I saw. So I can just picture this guy trying to get up there and Jesus coming into town, you know. And of course, everybody hated Zacchaeus because he was the chief tax collector. So he gets up there, then he goes way out on a limb, you know what I mean? Because he wants to get a good view of Jesus, you know. And I'm sure all these people are like, Pfft. What's this guy doing now? You know, who's he going to do? Tax everybody? Get up high and look at him? No, he had to change of heart. That's what happens when Jesus shows up on the scene. That's what happens. And then Jesus looks up and goes, <laughs> Come on down, man. We're going to go to your house and eat. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a good time at your place. And other people watch it. Some are like, Wow. Some are like, Dude's a punk, man. All he does is rip us off. You're always going to get that. But we keep our Lord happy. We keep our Lord happy in the midst of these storms. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish, fish which they had taken. <clears throat> we, I'm amazed when I see changed hearts. I'm absolutely amazed. I went down to, um, I was down at the mission last Thursday, the one right before um, Easter, and uh, and I'll, I'll wrap this up in a second here. As soon as I'm done with these last six pages of notes. And, uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding, yeah. And I watched, and I told people, see, when they dedicated the temple, it was for dedication and rededication, you know? That's when it tastes even better. You know, leftovers taste even better a couple of days later. And sure enough, people come down those steps, you know, and, and they, they're like, man, I, I just want to give my life back to Christ. And I'm like, there you go. You know what I mean? And that's what it takes. We, God is always working on our hearts. It produces that harvest of righteousness for those that are being trained by it, just like it says in Hebrews 12. I love that. 
We are always in class. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. God is always chipping away in our lives. And he expects us to do these nutty things sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like with guys like me, it's usually more visual and louder. (laughs) Other people, it can be quiet and more behind the scenes. The bottom line, it's a one-on-one with Christ. He sees everything going on in our hearts, and he hears the loud stuff too and all, but it doesn't make any difference. But, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch You will catch men. You will be fishers of men. Yeah. And uh, carry on. One more. So when they brought their boats to land, they uh, forsook all and had followed him. Is that the last one? Okay. Um, I know. It's like my verb is here. And uh, um, they, um, people were amazed. People are... um, I'm always amazed watching God work. I'm amazed when I just look out amongst my brothers and sisters here. God gives us a little family. We get sick together. (laughs) We worry together. You know, and we just, this is like our little training ground. Like our families, you know. Um, I, um, I, I, I look at also how when God, God teaches us, how we can teach and fish at the same time. I look at my own marriage. I think it's good marriage ministry, too. How we can do both. How we learn to kind of change our gears. You know, we're not just automatics. You know, he, he throws some gears in there. Sometimes you got to kind of downshift a little bit. Or you got to speed it up. And there's also a gear called reverse. And you got to kind of stop. And sometimes we make boo-boos. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with throwing it in reverse and going back and kind of like, Lord, you're telling me something here, aren't you? You know? And remember, there's other boats. Those other boats can be helpful to us. Many times when we get lost out there, those other boats might hold up that lamp. Or whatever, and we can be attracted to that, like, thanks, man, I kind of got disoriented or whatever. You know, we have a lot of other boats in here, a lot of friendship, and a lot of family, and we help each other out, and we walk through these things, and um, and God does. We, when we, um, we have a tendency to go back into our old ways. Pete went back into his fishing, and but with God, Pete was going back, but God is leading on how we can get better at what we do. He didn't, Pete, Pete kept fishing, but he can do both. You know, it's like now I'm retired, and, uh, and what do I do? I go out and, and I, I still, I go out and do construction, you know, and I lay block, and I'm like, you know, this, this is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be retired. The guy's like, Jim, this is who you are. 
I put you right where I know you can do really good. I'm not in the Air Force no more, so those, those days are long gone, thank God. But, you know, not that they weren't good, but, but where I'm at is where I'm at. God's given me a talent. What he'll do is he'll take that talent that he put in you, whether it's in a ministry or a gift or talent, whatever it is, and then he'll take you into an area, and then he'll let that light shine a little bit around you. You know what I mean? And now, granted, it gets kind of crazy when I get around construction guys, you know, and that, but you know what's amazing? What God's word can do. So with Pete, Pete's like, you know what? You keep fishing, but you're going to fish my way. And at the same time, too, we're going to give out God's word. Just like Jesus said, it says you can do both and be effective, deeply effective. Amen. Let's pray. Um, Lord God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. You, um, you're an amazing God. You really are, especially the way that you put up with us and me. But yet you, you love us, God. You really do, and you take care of us. Just continue. Father, whatever it takes, a little push. Maybe some of us need to get kicked around a little bit and just kind of tugged along. It doesn't make any difference, Father. We're in this marathon, and, uh, and it's a long one. But, God, that we would always... When you come alongside of us, like on that road to Emmaus, that we could recognize you. You could see us. Sometimes we do walk away a little bit here and now we drift. But God, with you and all your love that you have for us, Father, that we can feel that tug and pull in our lives, Father, and keep our hearts enriched in your word and just the love that you have for us, Father. If you're for us, and who can possibly be against us, God? So thank you, and we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.